your regularly scheduled program for a special announcement. The United States is headed for an entitlement crisis. Social Security and Medicare are going broke. You are going to have to pay the bill. You are going to have to pay the bill. Welcome to the Debt Dialogues, where you'll learn about the coming entitlement crisis, how it affects you, and what you can do about it. Debt Dialogues. Here's your host, Ayn Rand Institute Fellow, Don Watkins. Welcome to the Debt Dialogues. This is Don Watkins, and this week, instead of a wrap-up, I want to give a what you might call a pre-wrap-up. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to Margaret Malevsky, the executive director of Strive, a nationwide student organization inspired by the ideas of Ayn Rand. And the reason I wanted to have Margaret on is because, well, first of all, I'm going to be speaking at Strive's upcoming conference on the morality of value creation and trade. But more important, I think Strive's mission is closely aligned with the themes of this show. This show is really about how the regulatory welfare state subverts value creation, both at an economic level but also at an individual moral level. It undermines the virtues that value creation depends on. And so I think Strive's mission to defend value creation and encourage the development of the virtues that foster success and happiness in a culture that hinders those virtues is important to the mission of this show. So I hope you enjoy it. And now here's the interview. My guest today is Margaret Milevsky. She's the executive director of Strive Clubs. And we're going to be talking about Strive, about their upcoming conference at which I'll be speaking. Uh, But with that, Margaret, welcome to the Debt Dialogues. Thanks so much, Don. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Um, So before we get into Strive and the conference, can you tell us just a little bit about your background? Because I think it's really fascinating how you, the long train by which you ultimately ended up at Strive. Um, Yeah, it has has been a long and varied journey. And and perhaps that's why I'm I'm well placed to talk about, uh, you know, choosing a purpose for one's life since I've tried many and and finally settled on one. Um, I started out... um, studying architecture in Poland. Um, I, I left Poland and, and relocated to uh, Geneva, Switzerland, where I worked for Procter & Gamble in marketing. And um, first I worked on the Middle East markets, Lebanon, Syria, and Jordan, where I was um, creating ads for feminine hygiene products. And eventually I ended up working on the uh, Israeli market uh, where I was creating advertising for Pantene Head & Shoulders, the shampoo brands. Uh, since then, I've written a book about expatriation, uh, gone to business school, uh, started and sold a uh, hardware startup, and now I'm bringing all that diverse experience together to uh, creating a network of student clubs. Yeah, so talk about that. Uh, what is STRIVE? And maybe start by laying out what the acronym is. Yes. So STRIVE stands for uh, Students for Reason, Individualism, Value Pursuit, and Enterprise. And uh, STRIVE has uh, evolved out of the undercurrent student publication. Um, So I'll start with a little bit of history of the undercurrent because it sets the context for STRIVE. Um, About 10 years ago, uh, a number of objectivism-inspired clubs got together and were worried about longevity. Clubs would sort of pop up when there was a student with initiative, but then die down after that person graduated. And so they're thinking about how can we keep things going 
um, you know, beyond the lifespan of, of, of one student leader. And the idea was to create a national newspaper that would act as a, a loose umbrella over all the clubs and that the students would get to know each other and work together um, across the country by submitting articles and working together to, to publish the undercurrent. So uh, the undercurrent launched in uh, 2005. We're celebrating our 10th anniversary. And um, the founding members of the undercurrent are now the board of directors of Strive, who have brought me on um, as executive director to think of a new new vision for what uh, student clubs, objectivist student clubs could look like. Um, in terms of the, the new vision for the clubs, it's, it's, uh, it's, I think there's been an evolution in what people are looking for uh, from an objectivism-inspired club. In the past, clubs were a way to, to get access to materials on Ayn Rand, um, to get together, to network. But now a lot of those things are available online and people can connect online through forums and things like that. So we're no longer just a sort of a resource. Uh, we need to bring something more to the table. And that's where this concept for Strive has come from. We want to, um, we want to reach a broader group of young people engage them with a message that's core to objectivism about uh, being first-handed, about being enterprising, about being purposeful, about being self-reliant, and and connect that to what the most urgent question that's on students' minds as they start their college career, which is, what's my purpose? What do I want to do with my life? Um, and purpose is such a central concept to objectivism that it, it t- ties neatly back into the philosophy and, and applies some of its core concepts. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that's really interesting about the approach is I think traditionally, not all clubs, but many clubs that are centered around Ayn Rand were very political focused. And certainly politics is important, but the, but I mean, the essence of what her work is about, and I think the value that it provides is your life as an individual and making something of that life. And so I think this is an interesting focus, but can you kind of compare like the um, contrast what you're doing, say, with more politically oriented clubs on campus? Because there certainly exist things, uh, whatever their pluses and minuses, whether it's college Republicans or um, Students for Liberty, how you guys differ. Absolutely. I think you're hitting a very key point. Um I think those clubs are, are each doing valuable things. Um, they're rallying people around around issues that bring them together. Um, but objectivism is a very integrated philosophy. And um, while we agree with some groups on some issues, um, we don't agree with all groups on all issues. And, and you get into to difficulties um, when there's a sort of piecemeal approach, oh, well, I'll defend this issue from this group and this issue from that group. It's not an approach that's very well suited to objectivism, although it, it works very well for the for those groups. Um, and also politics is an application of her philosophy, but, but maybe not an essential. And so starting out with that is, is tricky. If that's how you introduce somebody to objectivism on campus, it can be very polarizing. Um, and also there's not always a clear-cut answer. And so, so saying that one perspective on a political issue is, is, the objectivist, uh, is the objectivist way of thinking is not always accurate. So it can, it can polarize people, it can antagonize people, um, and, and it's, it's not essential. I'd say it's, it's an advanced application of her ideas that comes from a thorough 
understanding of, of the basic system, if you will. So I think it's more important to start with um, what objectivism can do for you as, to help you pursue your own life, to pursue values in your own life. And the very first question to start with is, who am I? What do I want to do? What do I want to create in this world? And I think that's something a lot of people, A, a lot of people face that question, and I think it's something that people intuitively feel is, um, is something they can agree on. I think most people will say that they have at least a right to their life and, and a right to pursue something that they like and, and to be um, selfish in that way. I think that's one area where people sort of, at least in, in America, will agree that selfishness is good. So, so we want to start with that point of agreement and then, and then build up from there. So, you know, let's say I'm a student and uh, I'm, I have a busy schedule. I have a lot going on and Maybe I'm very interested in Ayn Rand. Maybe I'm mildly interested in her ideas. What, what's going to happen? Like, what? Why should I be interested in um, what you're doing? I think um, Strive will help you be much more purposeful and, and joyous in your life. So, um, we ta- through the the club's activities, we tackle topics such as. Uh, setting a purpose for your college career. So being very clear about what you want to get out of college and how all the other things you want to pursue sort of support that. So Ayn Rand had this idea of purpose uh, as having a an organizing uh, role in your life where there are certain values that are more important, others that are sort of secondary, and, and it helped you um, select and direct your efforts. And, and by doing that, you're A, more successful, and, and be more calm and enjoying your life and not as distracted. And I think uh, by, by applying those ideas to, to their lives, students can become more satisfied and more fulfilled. So, so that's the first thing. We also have workshops on uh, relationships, how to view your friendships and relationships as trades, um, how can they can be mutually enriching, and how to make sure that you've got friends that will last you a lifetime in your life and how you're pursuing and and actively developing those relationships. So, so those are the kinds of things that we discuss. We also have a philosophy component. Um, we talk about things like rethinking selfishness. What is the proper, uh, proper understanding of self-interest, um, how to think objectively, which is how to relate to the world around you rationally and objectively. Um, also the nature of rights and the value of government. What's the proper relationship uh, between men in a social context and, and what's the proper relationship to their government. So those are all things that are practical, applicable. Um, the expectation is that after a workshop or discussion, the next day you can do something differently. You can apply the ideas to your life. Um, whereas a, a political discussion, you might agree to disagree, but you're not really going to change anything uh, the next day. So can you um, kind of make it a little more concrete? Is Are these like study clubs? Are they like, you know, activist organizations? What, what exactly is my experience going to be interacting with Strive? Um, there, there's, uh, there's actually four main types of activities uh, conducted by any one campus club. Uh, one is outreach activities. Um, to engage the broad student population in the club's programming. Um, those are workshops on topics like purpose or relationship. Uh, the next pillar of activities uh, are the basics of objectivism, as I, as, as I said, sort of starting with the things that concern, um, that concern you and that are applicable to you. 
the third pillar is writing exercises, um, how, to, how to write your ideas clearly, how to compare various points of view and discuss them in an objective way. We think it's a very important skill to be able to write, to organize your own ideas, to communicate your ideas, to be persuasive. Um, so this is part of the activities that you would have in the club. And the fourth pillar of our club's activities is social. Uh, we think it's really important for people to, to enjoy spending time, time together, sharing their values and, and building that social bond. So that's what happens locally. Uh, we also have national projects. Um, one of them is our, our mentorship um, program. We are recruiting a number of uh, mid-career professionals who are friendly to Ayn Rand or inspired by objectivism uh, and connecting them with students who have questions in a particular professional area or questions about objectivism um, with the belief that this is a really important relationship uh, for students to, to, to help, help students pursue their purpose in an informed way and, and mentors can help a lot with that. Um, and the final thing that we do is we organize conferences, um, currently nationally, eventually regionally, to get students together. Um, so that's the content. But one thing that we do, which is really important, is the form. We really encourage leadership in the Strive Club. So everything that we do is uh, student-led and initiated, and the students have leadership positions of various types. If you're putting on a discussion, that's a project. You're a project leader. If you're leading a club on campus, you're a campus club leader. If uh, you're putting on a national conference, you're the national conference leader, or you can be on the student executive of Strive nationally directing the kind of programs and activities that we do. And you can progress through these these layers, if you will, of management, um, developing leadership skills and your understanding of objectivism. Um, and we think this is really important uh, for the longevity of our student clubs to have this leadership development component. And it's also tremendous value to the students who participate. This is something you can put on your resume that you've organized a conference. Um, you can highlight that you have a mentorship relationship, that you've been proactive about your career. So it is bringing in this career development and purpose development piece um, as something that can help you pursue your professional goals as well. So I want to talk now uh, about your upcoming conference. What's the title of it? Remind me. Uh, the Morality of Value Creation and Trade. Yeah, I mean, I think it's such a critical topic. I mean, if you just think about a big aspect of college is that you're preparing for your career. And there's kind of – we take it's very rare that we reflect on what role does a career play in my life and how should I even – think about it in those terms and in particular the there's a real cultural view that it's kind of an amoral area and even an immoral area and so i think one of the things i want to bring out in this discussion is why is it so valuable for people to bring a moral perspective to thinking about their career so why don't you talk a little bit about how this conference kind of came about why you chose this topic and what you think the cash value of it will be to the attendees oh wow that's a big question um you have 30 seconds (laughs) uh why this particular topic well, the Strive Clubs are, are focused on um, individualism, enterprise, value pursuit. So the, the morality of value creation and trade is, is a topic that, that reflects the essence of, of what the Strive Clubs stand for and will help us identify future club members, founders, and talent for the organization. So I think there's, there's a connection there. Um, so that's, that's how it relates to the clubs. Um, I think 
the issue of the morality of value creation is, is a really interesting one. I mean, you could say the morality of capitalism in some ways, and that's often defended on the grounds that it br- brings, you know, the greatest good to the greatest number and so on and so forth, sort of in economic terms. Um, but I think what's unique about object- the objectivist perspective on the morality of value creation is it's not just the, the outcome of value creation that's good, that it, that it ri- brings people out of poverty and so on. Is it, It's the kind of person you need to be to create value that is moral. So to create value, you need to, to look at reality, assess reality, identify an opportunity, um, envision a possibility, take some action towards that goal that you've set for yourself, which means take some risk, uh, use your judgment, evaluate uh, what people and resources might be useful to you. Um, and so in, in some ways, the act of creating value draws on all the objectivist virtues. And so in and of itself, it is a moral act. And I think that's a, that's a perspective that is very unusual um, and very unique and, and hopefully empowering for the students who will participate in the conference. I think the idea is we want our, our Strive members to feel very confident about the fact that what they're doing and being enterprising and productive is actually good uh, and that it draws on the best within them. And I think that's something that's very important that we want to capture at the conference. Yeah, and I mean, even over and above that, it's that, I mean, part of what I think is really, really distinctive and underappreciated how controversial it is about what Ayn Rand holds is it's not simply good. It's the whole essence of virtue in a certain way that living a productive life is what it is kind of the core of what it means to live a good life and to be a good person. And so it's not just something that we're taking one isolated activity and saying, okay, yeah, that can be moral. It's that being productive, being a creator of values is really what you should aspire to be. And everything else that's valuable in life, whether it's friendships, romance, art, entertainment, all of it really depends on that in a number of ways. But even if you just think economically, it's only because we're productive that then we free up and liberate ourselves uh, from the time necessary to spend time with friends or to have the technology available to enjoy entertainment. And so that kind of bringing that kind of perspective that, you know, we're going to have a conference about morality and to have a conference about morality, you have to be focused in many ways on productivity, I think is so unusual and uh, hopefully will be really appealing to the students. And I assume that, I mean, you're, this is not only for people who are committed objectivists, right? Like it's, it, we're, you're trying to reach out to people who are just interested in Ayn Rand or just interested in these issues and think you have a really fascinating uh, approach to them. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I think you can you can think about it in two ways, right? I mean, you can take someone who's 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 highly intellectual and try to to introduce the ideas of Ayn Rand to them, or you can take someone who is fundamentally enterprising, productive. Um, has a great benevolent sense of life, and who who is living the values that she advocates, but may not have identified that fact. Um, and and I think it's actually easier to find people who are living the values and just show them what they're actually living by, and and show them that it's actually a system of thought. Um, and and that's the kind of thing that we're trying to do at the conference. So no, not everybody needs to have heard of Ayn Rand. Um, certainly, you know, they, they don't have to have a deep familiarity with her, or her ideas, but as long as they, they embody that, 
that uh, you know first-handed joyous enterprising sense of life and have that vision for themselves um, those are people that we absolutely welcome and, and we welcome the discussion of ideas and uh, you know disagreements and learning and all those things um, I think those are good and I just wanted to loop back for a second to something that you had asked me about a moment ago um, about the morality of value creation and trade. I think one last thing that's important to mention about that is, um, you know, typically we think of value creation as business people. And one thing we were trying to achieve with the conference is really to show value creation across different fields, from the arts to law to medicine to business to education, um, because I think that's also a somewhat unique perspective that, you know, value creation isn't only if you're building a house yourself or if you're starting a startup. It occurs in very many ways across very many fields, and that's something that we want to make very concrete to people uh, through the conference. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the most striking things about Atlas Shrugged is just that what comes out is that there's a union of creators, whether it be art or whether it be business. It's the same process and that it has, has been very artificially split into the idea that there's the people not concerned with commercial material reality and those are the artists and then there's the people who are and who aren't concerned with the higher things in life and those are the businessmen and that to see that actually a, a genuine creator is a union of both i mean an artist is giving material expression to spiritual values and a businessman is making the material values that enable all our spiritual goals and achievements and that i i think a conference that's highlighting that unity is, I mean, there's nothing like that. And it's, again, it's a really valuable perspective to both, let's say an artist and a businessman. Cause you know, the, the student who wants to be an artist can learn that he doesn't have to fear being commercial and producing things that people actually value and making money from it. And a businessman doesn't have to fear that he's kind of setting aside the, the highest kind of goals in life just in order to make money. Yeah. Absolutely. So can you say anything about some of the speakers and topics? I'm, I, my guess is not everything's been decided yet, but just to give people a flavor of what they can expect. Uh, sure, absolutely. So, so we have um, talks in three general categories. Uh, we have some business keynotes. Um, these are people with uh, fairly high profile in the business world who in some ways epitomize uh, what it looks like to be using uh, Ayn Rand's values or objectivist values in the real world and the success that it can bring you. Um, on the, the other end, we have uh, philosophers introducing the, the philosophical framework for, for the conference. Um, and in between, if you will, there's a whole range of active professionals in a variety of fields uh, who are conducting more applied sessions that bring to life for the students um, what it's like to be active in that particular field. So, so that's the overview. Um, in terms of uh, folks who've already committed to attend, uh, we have, as a business keynote, we have Carter Laren. Um, he is one of the uh, co-inventors of the Blu-ray um, disc encryption technology. Um, he sold that business uh, for something like $70 million. So I'm sure he did quite well for himself. And he's used those funds to start a number of um, startups in the Silicon Valley and to start a, uh, his own fund. So he acts as, a, as an angel investor. So he's clearly a great value producer, both as an engineer and um, as a financier of uh, future enterprises. Um, we also have... Um, 
uh, Yaron Brook on Kargate, Greg Salmiri on the philosophical end. And uh, in terms of various fields, Jonathan Honig, um, he of Capitalist Pig Hedge Fund, uh, he used to be a commodities trader in Chicago, and now he runs his own hedge fund. He'll be speaking about uh, the morality of, of finance, which is uh, under attack these days. Um, we have um, Amish Adalia, who is a renowned um, a, a, a physician. Uh, he specializes in infectious diseases, and he's advised a number of um, presidential administrations on Ebola and other infectious diseases. And so he'll be talking about the value of being an expert in your field. So that's a little bit of a sampling, but of course I can go on if you're interested. Uh, no, I mean, people can definitely see the website. We'll link to it uh, in the show notes. I will be speaking on indep- the virtue of independence in, the, in an age of entitlement and victimhood, which I'm particularly excited about because it gives me a chance to do something that's a little less political and more focused on um, morality and kind of what how individuals should think about his life and about the the kind of culture that we live in and the way in which you know, certain ideas undercut the best in people and make it harder, particularly for people who are starting at the bottom to succeed. Because, you know, one of the biggest barriers that you face if you don't have a lot of money or you're growing up in a surrounded by people who are not supportive is bad ideas, is not having the right kind of approach to life. And that makes any struggle to succeed way more difficult. So being able to talk about that, I think, It'll hopefully be interesting to everybody there, but certainly it's something I don't get to talk about as much as I'd like. So I'm certainly looking forward to it. Go ahead. No, I think it fits the the theme of our conference very well. It's the kind of person you need to be uh, to be a value creator and the kind of ideas that you need to hold. So it's it's fantastic. Um, How can people find out more about the conference? Uh, Well, first of all, can you give the kind of, where it is, when it is, and so on. Absolutely. Sorry, I should have started with that. Um, so it's the morality. Well, no, you got to get them interested first so that they care. <laughs> it's the morality of value creation and trade. Uh, it's taking place from Friday, November sixth to Sunday, November eighth in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and you can learn more about it at uh, striveclubs.org forward slash conference. So that's uh, www uh, S T R I V E C L U B S dot org uh, forward slash conference. And um, there are scholarships available for students. So the, the conference is primarily aimed at, uh, at students. Uh, if you're a student, you'll get a scholarship for your travel expenses and your hotel. Um, as long as you, there are some restrictions on you, you must be an American citizen or have a visa and things like that. But generally, if, if you're a student and you're interested in the conference, you will, uh, your expenses will be covered. And of course, professionals are welcome to attend, but at their own cost. Um, so that, that's the, the general rundown. Um, before we sign off, I, could you say a little bit more about the undercurrent and how people can get a hold of the, uh, get a hold of it, distribute it, uh, write for it and so on? Uh, sure. If um, well, let me add a caveat. I think it's a really, really great. Uh, uh, I don't know whether you call it a newspaper, a newsletter, uh, magazine. Magazine now, um, but I actually wrote for it years before I started working for ARI, and I think it's it's really great experience. You can actually get 
your ideas out there to a significant audience. And the editing that you'll receive is the most invaluable thing is that the editors at the undercurrent have always been top notch and will teach you a lot about how to think and communicate, uh, effectively. So, um, I, hi- I highly encourage everybody to read it, distribute it. And if you're a student, write for it. Thank you for that, Don. Yes, absolutely. So uh, The Undercurrent um, is a student-run publication that features student-written articles. Um, We encourage um, students interested in objectivism who want to submit an article idea to visit uh, www.theundercurrent.org. And if you navigate on the site, there there is a page with contact information and the criteria for submitting an article. Um, and, you know, we, we welcome article proposals. Um, there's an editorial process. We will get your article into shape. So if you're a little timid about submitting something, uh, that's okay. Uh, we'll help you get there. And um, the new issue of The Undercurrent is actually coming out. Our fall 2015 issue is available. Uh, so if you have an interest in ordering uh, 250 copies for your campus, uh, just please visit theundercurrent.org and... Um, fill out the contact form and we will send you some copies for your campus. My guest today has been Margaret Malewski. Margaret, thank you for being part of the Debt Dialogues. Thank you so much, Donna. It was fun to be on your show. Debt Dialogues is property of the Ayn Rand Institute. Its content is intended for private use only. 